Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store is your go-to place for all your gardening needs. Brings your Garage Logic podcast number 645, June 28, 2021. Where did did June go? No doubt. 102 degrees was the high on this day in 1931, and it was uh, 47 degrees on this date on two occasions, 1855 and 1924. Uh, Today's another warm, glorious day. What a day. What a summer for swimming this is shaping up to be. I hope you're keeping your swimming beach free of weeds and muck and algae with Aquaside products. A White Bear Lake company, they really keep your beachfront uh, free of weeds. They've been doing this for 60 years. You call them. They'll identify your specific problem. Make sure your place looks great all summer long by getting you the right uh, materials from their shop right out in White Bear. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushere. It's just a little, uh, Rook. Yeah. Just a little bright in here. Just a hair. The mayor's got sensitive eyes. I have to watch the... Uh, Did you say just a hair? Yeah. What is that? A picture of you bald? Yeah. It's what a, it's what an site app. do you do that it's on? It's Uncle Fester. Yeah, it looks terrible. I, That's okay. I thought Paul Schaefer or Larry David, oh. but Kenny went with no, the home run Uncle Fester. you're not even Fester. close to either one of them. <laughs> what are you fantasizing about? Well, that's, that's not Uncle even Fester. your face. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's the app takes your hair out. What is the app, by the way? I don't need an app to take my hair out. Right, I just took your picture. (laughs) 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 We have uh, cows now are being fitted with masks. Oh. Yeah, it was in yesterday's Star Tribune business section. Uh, This will capture their burps Hmm. because apparently we're all going to die from cow burps. Oh, I didn't they know have that. Methane in them. I don't know how we got to the year 2021. Can what I... euphorian farmer, by the way, did they find for that photo? Well, <laughs> yeah, they really Car- had to buy into it. Whoever allowed that. This is Cargill partnering with something called Zelp Limited, a UK-based startup, to distribute devices that are put over a dairy cow's nose to absorb methane released by their burps and exhales. So, what do we do about the other end? You know, it used to be Americana. That segment will be coming up today. It's becoming a big hit. It used to be Americana driving down a country road and seeing all the cows gathered near the fence Mm -hmm. because invariably some adult in the car would say it's going to rain. Yes. When the cows got near the fence, I I have no idea why that would be the case. (laughs) Being a city, I have no idea why that would be the case. But apparently, nor do I. Never heard of that. But loving me some, uh, uh, who was the guy? Uh, Gary uh, Farside. Gary Larson. When the cows are yelled, car! And then they have to go and graze instead of sitting there smoking. Playing cards. Yeah. 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 So I have a question uh, in regards to the cows wearing a mask. Um, That's great. I mean, it's going to save us. That's straight out of euphoria. Mm -hmm. But how do they eat when they're grazing? Well, uh, do you have to run out there then, take the mask off so that feed. Sparky can have a little chow? No, their mouth, uh, it just covers the nose, the nostrils. <laughs> oh, so they can't breathe. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
<clears throat> Doesn't this sound like something our buddy Morgan would be doing? Oh, yeah. heavens yes. Mass. But look at this poor Bessie. She didn't sign up yeah. for this. No. Like, what, not, what's going on? Why am I wearing the, like a, uh, the mask from uh, what's the movie where the guy the went? The Gimp. No, the wine and... Uh, uh, yeah, um, uh, shoot. Hannibal Lecter? Anthony Hopkins. Oh, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Silence by... Er, s- s- Silence of the Lambs. Silence, Silence of the Lambs. Of, I ate him with yes. fava beans and a nice candy. I, you know, I should check. I should check Hazelwood Cemetery because I'm pretty sure my grandfather just rolled over in his He's grave spinning, because spinning of around. that photo in the Star right. Tribune. Boys, I can't tell you the trouble we're in. Uh, in this case, with the failed academy again. Oh. Towson, Towson. It sounds like I'm trying to say thousand. I, I thought it? you were trying to say uh, there's a thousand saloons. T-O-W-S-O-N, Towson University, recently hosted a virtual anti-racist pedagogy symposium. This is according to Campus Reform, which criticized university writing curriculum and programs for being racist and perpetuating whiteness. Oh, no. How so? (laughs) The program, which featured an array of speakers, was sponsored by the school's office of the provost, the College of Liberal Arts. Look up where Towson is, Rook. T-O-W-S-O-N, Office of the Provost, the College of Liberal Arts, the Liberal Arts, slow down, Joe, the Faculty Academic Center of Excellence, Center for Student Diversity, the school's Department of English, and more. In addition to educating attendees about first-year writing and graduate school writing, the forum addressed linguistic justice. Thousand, Maryland. Okay. Thousand, Maryland. Wait, wait, wait. Repeat that one again. We're we're concerned about linguistic justice. (laughs) It's even better the second time. As the country begins its long-awaited recovery from racial strife, colleges and universities have been engaging deeply in the ethical dilemma of our time. This is the ethical dilemma of our time. Oh, yes, no question. Not three-year-olds getting shot by gangbangers. No, uh -uh, uh-uh. This is the ethical dilemma of our time, according to the Failed Academy. We have got to get to the bottom of this. How do our institutional structures and practices contribute to the problem of silencing, marginalizing, minoritizing, that's a new word, and otherwise harming black and indigenous students of color, the event page reads. What do we need to change to create... Not just a passively inclusive atmosphere for students, but an actively anti-racist one. The virtual event took place June 17. It featured April Baker-Bell, an associate professor of language, literacy, and English education at Michigan State University, who stated that standard English and teaching perpetuates the idea that black language is inferior to standard grammar. Okay. Wow. Slow that. Break that last well, sentence down. Well, let's just keep again. going. Maybe we can get you some more help here. Baker Dash Bell okay. noted that dangerous teacher attitudes include assumptions devalued in the world. Baker Bell said, and the anti-black linguistic racism that is used to diminish black language in black students in classrooms is not separate from the rampant and deliberate anti-black racism and violence inflicted upon black people in society. Also present was Christina Sanchez-Martin, English professor at Indiana University of Pennsylvania, who said she is working hard to undo whiteness in her students' writing. 
How do you, I don't know how you undo whiteness. The repeated references to correct grammar and standard language reinforce master narratives English of English only as white and monolingualism and a deficit view of multilingualism, Sanchez-Martin insisted. Speakers also included Dr. Cayman Kennard, Lillian Redford, Chair in Rhetoric and, Comp- and Composition and Professor of English at Texas Christian, Dr. Kirsten Scott, an associate professor in the composition program at the University of Pittsburgh, and then uh, and co-founder of Digital Black Life and Culture, the Reverend Zandra Jordan. And uh, they went on to basically what they're saying is, uh, well, my question for them is, what language am I, am I, what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to speak to appease these insane people? Now, of course, I'm not going to appease them. I no. think they're mentally ill. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. But what is their what is their argument? Are they, are are they saying that if I hear, um, I can link this? Wait, I, can, I know. I think it's Towson University saying bleep those words, yeah, like rookie right. would do to Joe. No. Right, but but are they accusing us of thinking they're less intelligent? No, no. Here's what it is. It's it's a it's an arm of the attack on the founding of the country again. We, we saw it here uh, with changes uh, in the public school social studies programs oh, yeah. yep. where uh, achievement is thought to be a white affectation, mm-hmm. that uh, success, success is thought to be a concept, merely the creation of the founding fathers who were white, and therefore it's not valid, it's flawed. And now comes along the idea that uh, as a country that speaks English, that again is a reflection on the historical oppression we've suffered because the language came from white people. So what, what, it, what, what, what do you want of me, professors? What, 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 how am I supposed to write? I only know English. And the thing I always ask, and I ask this every time stories like this pop up, what does Towson University or the University of Towson, whatever it is, what do they hope to gain here aside from ridicule from shows like ours? Because I, is, is someone going to say, yeah. well, wow, I, I read that story. I'm sending my kid to that university. I mean, that schools are already woke, in trouble. That they're woken with it. So what would um, – I wrote down three names, Such. Mm-hmm. Kesey, Faulkner, yeah. Twain. Yeah. What do those three have in common? Well, they're great writers of the English language. But they wrote in the dialect of the people Mm -hmm. who they were writing about, Mm -hmm. not proper English. And I don't know why I wrote them down, but those three names came to mind right away. So were they doing it wrong or were they doing it right? I'm I'm guessing that they were schooled in the traditional traditional way, you know, Mm -hmm. the King's English. Well, I don't know what my point here, is here, but that's no, what came to mind. But you're going to get there. You'll get to your point. This is very complex and very difficult. Uh, let's go back to April Baker-Bell, an associate professor of language, literacy, and English education at Michigan State University. Let me stop right there and state unequivocally, you will not get educated by her. No. 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 You would not be educated by the likes of that. She's not going to teach you 2 plus 2 is 4? Yeah. Okay, here's what she stated. She stated that standard English usage, which apparently we're using at this moment, and teaching perpetuates the idea that black language is inferior to standard grammar. 
No. What's inferior to standard grammar is poor grammar. Right. And no matter who says it. If, I don't care who says it. If, if, I give Kenny a hard time every day. Right. If a, if a black man is speaking the king's English and this uh, white trash guy comes in and he can't speak, I'm going to think this guy's a lot smarter than the white guy. But this is this is uh, April Baker-Bell, in the, uh, uh, a member of the failed academy, in this case Michigan State. She's got herself convinced that using standard English diminishes the idea or, or enforces the idea that black language is inferior to standard grammar. Well, first of all, what's black language? What did they call know. it Ebonics? Oh, Ebonics way back when. I'm fly boo. I'm I, I speak jive. Mm-hmm. That uh, line from the uh, movie. Oh, was yeah. it airplane? Airline, airplane. Okay. And then also present was Christina Sanchez dash Martin an English professor at Indiana University of Pennsylvania, who said she is working hard to undo whiteness in her students' writing. I don't know what that means. I, do, I, do, I literally... See, it doesn't make any sense. No. If anything, um, I, I have heard over and over again advice from people like, like Such, write in your own tongue. Don't try to be somebody else. Write who you are in your brain, you know? So Kenny writes for Kenny. If I write for Matt, it's going to sound stupid and right. dumb. But well, I'm going to make a quadruple. Make, it doesn't make sense here is that people like her and you and my aunt have been correcting the lot of us for as long as we've been alive. Stop mm-hmm. saying it that way. That's not how you pronounce manure, yeah. you know? <laughs> Don't say ain't. I think what's at work here is the belief in the failed academy, and this can be linked to a rejection of authority, which can be linked to the fall of ethical and moral integrity. Well, I think what is work at work here is the idea that answers do not have to be correct. Mm-hmm. That that if you expect a conformity, we submit to you that conformity is based on race. And the, at the, and the conformity is white, because that's been the language uh, since the day the country was founded. So what we contest is the idea that proper grammar uh, needs to be demonstrated, that there are other ways. Uh, perhaps you'd like to play us uh, something that uh, uh, we were sent by a fellow in Nebraska. Nate. Uh, Nate sent this Nate, to us. And uh, this, this plays into what, what I'm trying to See here. Looks like you're having some trouble with addition. Now don't be upset. You're here to learn. Mm-hmm. And we learn from mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Look at this question here. What is two plus two? See, you wrote 22. But when we do addition, we don't just put the numbers next to each other. That's stupid. All right. I'd think about it this way. If I have two markers in this hand, and then I add the two markers from this hand, how many markers do I have now? 22. Nope. No, Danny. It's four. Come on, Danny. Ooh, Danny storms off. He and storms then, off. Here's the thing, though. Next day, next day, mom and dad show up to the classroom. This would be Tuesday. Mrs. Wells? We're Danny's parents. Oh, yes, hello. Oh, please, please come in. 
Now, don't worry. It is completely normal for kids to get frustrated when they're struggling with a subject. Mm -hmm. So what's this about Danny getting some answers wrong on this so-called test of yours? So we had a test. Mm -hmm. One of the questions was, what is two plus two? Danny answered 22. Uh-oh. Parents look puzzled. And? And that's not the right answer. Says <laughs> who? Says math. Are you calling my son stupid? No, no, of course not. Who are you to say that your answer is right and that his is wrong? No, 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 no. She's we're right. Going. Thank you. Right out of Nazi Germany. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Well, does that, it's obviously this is fiction. But it's believable. If you cut to the end, you don't need to. When you when you fit, it's eight minutes long. I will post this video to our social media channels. When you at the very end, of course, she's fired, and the uh, the principal's there to write her a check. And he said, "Well, here's two thousand for your last pay period, and two thousand for your current pay period." Uh, and he writes a check for four thousand. He says, "No." She said, "No, that's wrong." <laughs> It's twenty two thousand, and he, you know, she got him. She got him. <laughs> and you can make the assumption that what the idiot would have done is write her a check for twenty two thousand. Right. Wow. So, uh, what's at work here uh, now? Even includes the language we've gone through the list, haven't we? Apple peeling pie back, is racist. Peeling back whiteness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So does that mean? I don't know how I'm supposed to change my writing. Does that mean uh, that okay, lowest common denominator? Do we have to dumb it down? Are, are you supposed to say, "Hey, you seen that thing yesterday? Great show!" I like seen. I like I totally I can, saw it. Can use like. I'm trying to get myself back. I'm gonna have TV. to fix that. Joke, I want so you to start using so, the word like so you can unwhiteness yourself. I don't want to. <laughs> so where where are you at then with the phrase when you hear a black person speak publicly? Where uh, some cracker will say, "Oh, he's so smart and well spoke." I think that's to me, silly to, to me. Say that's that. yeah. To me, that's always sound like sounded like the most ridiculous thing you could possibly say. Well, and Biden said it of Obama years ago. Yep. I mean, Did he really? All these frauds are hypocrites. He's clean and articulate. Oh, uh, Biden said about Obama. <laughs> Did you see on Friday wow. when he was leaving wow. his press conference? By the way, speaking of of Biden, no. Uh, Kamala Harris is standing right next to him, and he is at. This is before she went to the border, and uh, somebody in the press corps, as he was walking away from the podium, said, uh, "Mr. President, can you tell us what uh, Vice President Harris's plans are for the border?" And he said, "She's doing a great job." Well, Joe, jo, she, she, she isn't there, there yet. yet. Right? She's standing next to you, Joe. <laughs> right. Is that who that was? Oh, by the way, before you move on, if you really want to get outraged, GLers, about what's going on in the failed academy. And I can't play this because it's littered with profanity. But mm -hmm. just search Iowa teacher critical race theory. Yeah. It's Is she defending it? Not only defending it, she's enraged and puts up these series of videos filled with profanity about why the state and her and her Republican governor are racist oh. because they won't allow her to teach CRT in the school system. It's frightening that she's a teacher. Sunday. This coming Sunday, the 4th of July. Oh, yes. The 4th of July, they got a great special up at Giants Ridge at the uh, where you have two best public courses in the country, the Quarry and the Legend. You can play either one Sunday, July 4th for $76 Woo! plus tax. When you take that uh, 
Reavers with your with your Tory Pines, Pines yeah. when you register for Troon Awards. Giants Ridge offers group golf rates for groups of eight or more, including customized tournament packages. But it's more than golf, especially in the heart of summer like this. It's nature and walking and biking and hiking and water enjoyment. It's just absolutely special. 37-hole special, play the legend and the quarry this summer. Uh, for one incredible rate, $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. You play the two courses on the same day, and the lunch is on Giants Ridge. Uh, take the drone flyovers, too, if you don't know how gorgeous this real estate is. Uh, view them at GiantsRidge.com, where you can also make your tea time, or you can call Giants Ridge by calling 218-865-8030. Hey, GLers, it's officially mosquito season. If you're getting eaten up in your yard, please call my guys at Mosquito Shield. They are owned and operated by GLers. Fantastic people. Ray and Mike, they are a father and son team who own and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. They've been at it since 2014. And now in western Wisconsin, listen to this. Jay was so impressed last year by Mosquito Shield ads on GL that he wanted the service for his yard. So he said, heck with it. He bought his own franchise, and he is now serving western Wisconsin. These guys are legit. I have had them done in my yard. And here's why it's important. They use a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks. It was invented by the founder of Mosquito Shield. They will take great care of you and your yard. Do this right now. Find them online at MoShield.com. That's M-O-Shield.com. Click on the locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin, and you'll find them. Or just give Ray and Mike a call at 612-619-1556 for Minnesota Yards. And for Western Wisconsin, you can call Jay or Jack at 715-410-4221. If you mention GL, you are going to get $75 off your service with Mosquito Shield. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Mechanic in a can. Huh? So I dropped off some more Seafoam Marine Pro for my nephews uh, over the weekend. The neighbor was sitting there visiting, and uh, he said that as I strolled up. He's so right. That's exactly what it is, only it's better because it's a lot cheaper and it doesn't sass you uh, when you Ooh. flog that boat motor and then put it away wet. Uh, it just quietly does its job keeps the motor running and starting like a charm my nephews these little brats they uh they like to declare one pull before even firing <laughs> up uh because old uncle kenny i used to count the pulls one two three uh but that was before they started using seafoam my next uh, target is a uh, buddy's uh, polaris ranger that for some reason only likes to start when the temperature is between like 25 and 35 degrees uh, so we're going to throw a heavy dose in that thing. Um, and then if that doesn't do it, it's going in the crankcase, too. I, I, tr I trust and I promise you that that will make a difference. It's a local company. It's available all over the globe. It's truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. It is, of course, Seafoam. I want to play for you audio of Sherry Jennings. She is the grandmother of the 10-year-old uh, child who's still alive of the three children who were shot, Ladavian. And uh, she is a black woman now thrust into prominence through this horrible gunshot wound right. to her grandchild. Right. Well, let's, okay, let's hear this and then we'll discuss something related to the failed academy. 
Thank you for joining us tonight on TV and CBSN Minnesota. A 10 year old boy is clinging to life while his family desperately searches for answers. LaDavion Jr. is one of three children shot in the head by stray bullets recently. Nine year old Trinity Addison Smith and six year old Anaya Allen died. David Schumann shares one family's emotional plea and tells us why it's safe to come forward if you have any information. Approaching 60 days since LaDavion Garrett Jr. was shot, the boy remains in critical condition. He was riding in a car near 35th and Morgan when police say someone fired at it. LaDavion was struck in the head. My grandson right now should be at church. Davion loved it going to church. Davion loved it going to school. Davion was a straight A student. The Minneapolis Police Department's gotten tips about the shooting, but not as many as it would like, and no arrests have been made. An endlessly frustrating and painful situation for Sherry Jennings, LaDavion's grandmother, and the rest of his family. How are y'all so comfortable with not speaking up, saying something? Should no parent have to live this nightmare. Somebody knows something. How is your conscience not eating you up? Sherry's joined in her tragedy by the families of nine-year-old Trinity Smith and six-year-old Anaya Allen, two other children who have recently died of gunshot wounds to the head in Minneapolis. At least $35,000 in reward money is available for information leading to an arrest in any of the three cases. Tips are guaranteed to be anonymous, too. People need to understand that a tip can break a case wide open. Sherry says closure may not be attainable for her, but an arrest could bring understanding. These families is still hurting. These families is still don't have answers. So I think we should be out here every day. In Minneapolis, David Schumann, WCCO 4 News. As David said, you can make right. an anonymous tip to Crime Stoppers. The number to call is 1-800-222-TIPS. We've shared this on WCCO.com as well. Does the failed academy mean that... I found listening to Sherry Jennings... Uh, I don't know where I'm going here. I found it entirely <coughs> normal grammar. She, she got some plurals and singulars wrong, but so what? So do I. Right? She's speaking normally. She's speaking the way she speaks. There's nothing wrong with it. I speak the way I speak. As far as I'm concerned, everybody who speaks south of, like, say, Missouri, you guys are, that's wrong. You should not talk that way. The Boston thing, hate that. That's the wrong way. And that, of course, is an absurd thing to say. We speak the way we speak. And this college... We need proper English, and we need to teach proper English for writing, because you don't, you can't read that in a newspaper. It all depends on what you're going to do for a living. Are you going to be Kim Hyatt, who wrote the piece I was following along with uh, for the Star Tribune? You have to write in the King's English in newspaper style. You have to. It's under attack, if, though, Kenny. It's under if, attack. If, if you if your job is writing press releases, you have to write in in the King's English. If if you're writing for broadcast news, it's a it's a different form of writing than newspaper writing, but yet it's the King's English. If you're Faulkner, if you're Twain, if you're Kesey, you can write in dialect. It's what they did. It's what they do, and it's wonderful. All right, let me tell you what I think they do. I think what the failed academy is saying is that it is it is white to expect Sherry Jennings to say families are grieving. She says families is grieving. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
what I think what we're being told is that's just as acceptable as proper grammar. And uh, I don't think it's the most, what did they say it was? The most pressing moral, dilemma of our time? Moral dilemma? I, I, don't think, I don't think it's that pressing. Uh, if, if Sherry Jennings, who's grieving herself, she at least is talking, for God's sake. She's trying to keep the pot stirred right, up. Right. And, and, uh, but is that what the failed academy is telling me? That uh, Because white people are going to make that same is and are mistake. Right. Yeah. Right. What 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 point are they making? I'm trying to disabuse my students of the whiteness in their writing. What the hell does that mean? Is it the stereotype it, that it, you sound uneducated? Is that what we wrong. is that what we need to remove? Wrong. Call this fruitcake. Call that moron. <clears throat> the one who wants Such. to not have writing uh, white. I'll give you your there's name a, just a minute. There's a big difference between writing and talking though, and all the people quoted were English teachers who I'm assume they're teaching writing, correct? <laughs> yes. Well, but, but you're not going to you, get educated by that. No, you have to write and learn how to write proper English. You just have to. The way you speak is your deal. Corporate you know, America might, is now about to give it up. Corporate oh, America. Yeah, they're getting woke faster than the failed academy. I might not like the way you talk, but big deal. It's your deal. There's nothing I should have to, you know, yeah. there's nothing we can do about it. Christina, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, Rook. Yep. Sanchez, as it sounds, Dash Martin. She would be in the English department at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Indiana of Penn, okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would would love to know what she means by she's working hard to undo whiteness in her students' writing. What can that possibly mean? Yeah, uh, the King's English isn't whiteness. It is, is, though. It is to the belief. If if you find this to be a country found... uh, if you find its founding flawed, then it's easier for you to take every aspect of American life and find fault with it because yeah. it descends from white people. That's the link they've made, but they're wrong. Well, I mean, of course they're, they're wrong. wrong. And isn't it? But it, isn't it also just the continuing lowering of standards throughout every aspect of our lives in this country? Mm-hmm. Isn't that a big role in this too, Joe? Do you recall it was uh, probably very early last week or maybe even two weeks ago that the uh, school board uh, uh, in their in their new diversity and equity department uh, found it problematic that students are expected to learn the white way remember we were talking oh, yeah. about that yeah 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 Okay, what they were really saying is that uh, success and achievement uh, should not be based on what white students do, meaning we, we struggle with that, meaning they, maybe they turn their papers in on time at a higher percentage than, than other kids, and, and, uh, and maybe they believe that 2 plus 2 is 4. Not 22? Not 22. Got it. But we're, the kids were not expected to learn, uh, or they believed that they, it, that, that it had become ingrained in them 
that they were expected to learn the white way. And I remember I called uh, the, I mm-hmm. tried to find an answer to that. And all the school district did was send me a 50 page report from <laughs> right. the meeting. And, right. and so I never did get anyone to answer me. What do you mean by the white way? What is the other way? Right. I've got her phone number and her email. But call her right now. I'll give her a buzz. Right now. <clears throat> what the hell is the white way? Well, it's... If a black to, the, doctor gives me two numbers after checking something in my blood, uh, I'm going to say thank you. He presumably did something right. I wouldn't have considered it white. Right. Just Right. Well, they can teach any way they want, but are their grads going to get jobs? Well, it's funny you say that, Kenny, because when Joe was reading that story, all I kept thinking was, when is the failed failed academy going to implode? It's well, because <laughs> here's what I'll, here's why I asked that. When we stop funding it. Well, I was talking to a very high level donor just yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name the school. I'm not going to name him. Yep. And he has said that he knows a lot of other big-time donors mm-hmm. that are pulling their money left and right. Mm-hmm. I think one of two things is going to happen. And it's going to play out soon. Either the failed academy will implode or it will not. And if it does not, then the what will implode is capitalism because you're not going to have enough <clears throat> trained, wise, intelligent people to keep it running. Wow. Mm. wow! By sabotaging themselves, they're mm-hmm. sabotaging us. I mean, you're you're already seeing a tremendous effort on the part of corporate America uh, to to they're scrambling to become as woke as possible. Although, did you? I can't remember if we talked about this or or if I talked about this with Fratelloni, So forgive me. But did you guys see the side by side comparisons for Pride Weekend, which was last weekend? No, they did. Kenny, uh, they, they must have had 15 different large companies. I'm talking Mercedes-Benz, things of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. And their Twitter accounts in both like the U.S., the U.K., whatever. And then they showed their Twitter accounts in Iran mm-hmm. and how different of messages that they were sending out. It was hilarious <laughs> because they weren't going to put that on their social media accounts in those countries. We're all watching where we work these days. We're all wondering whether to go back downtown if, in fact, that's where you worked. But you are going to be called back to work one of these days. I think it's inevitable. So why not work where you're going to be pleasantly happy, like center point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. You're going to be working in a park-like setting, uh, single-story buildings. You're going to have your own parking free right out in front, no elevators, your own restrooms. And uh, it's an eight-building campus, but it's shaded. It's uh, close to walking trails and bike trails. It's very easy access from highway to highway 55 62 494 and 694 every uh, office space is customizable so you get exactly what you need this is it's locally owned by the way uh, these are local st paul guys patio space available for lunches uh, really comfortable when you think of what's going on in the downtowns of america uh, the center point of Mendota Heights commercial office parks look better and better take a, take a tour visit them at Escape to Mendota, one word, escapetomendota.com. 
It's the end of the world as we know it. Nope. And no. he feels... Wrong button. Hold on. Dumb, dumb. Let me try that first. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. GLers, we've been invited to a party. It's a big one. Moon Motorsports in Monticello. They're family-owned and operated power sports dealer. They've been dedicated to us all over Minnesota, and they've been in operation up there for 50 years. And it's a big party. They're inviting us to the very first annual Moon Motorsports Heritage and Vintage Motorcycle Show. Sounds like a big deal. It's a party. It's Saturday, July 31st. It's brought to us in partnership with uh, VJMC, Vintage Japanese Motorcycle Club of Minnesota. That's where all the cool bikes are. I was a long-time member of that group. I know, I know. That's why I brought it up. You're a big Honda guy. I'm a big Yamaha guy. Uh, Save that date and plan on being there up at Moon in Monticello on the 31st of July. Uh, Free event full of retro and vintage motorcycles. Also, BMW... Motorrad Heritage Demo Truck. That's going to be on hand. That You know what that means? I'll translate to you. Demo rides. Retro-themed bikes. Demo rides. Check it out. Win some prizes. It's all coming July 31st at Moon Motorsports. Check them out on the web. Moonmotorsports.com. Really quick, Kenny. I have a quick question. Where's nope. the party? Where is it? No further questions. Got it. So what's our conclusion here, Suits? you got to wrap it up for me in my brain. Uh, I can't. I want to pursue this. Uh, rookie uh, found the number and made the call to Christina Sanchez-Martin at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. He got no response, not even a voicemail, so he is emailing her. Uh, there is no conclusion to this until we can get an explanation uh, from her by what it means to undo whiteness in her students' writing. I need to know what that means. How old is she? Was it, it doesn't me, uh, say. I'm not go sure. Back. I, I would imagine she's do not very think, old. Do you think she is the result of uh, what started years ago um, where it was, there's no winner, there's no losers in this game. We're sure. all winners, kid. Yeah, sure. So this, this is that coming to fruition, and now eventually colleges – and high schools, elementary schools, are just churning out complete idiots. I'm afraid that might be the case. I'm afraid that might be the case. We must move on because we have a future generation of college students uh, in St. Paul, babies born in St. Paul, uh, are getting some money oh. to start their uh, college education fund. Uh, St. Paul's efforts to—this was yesterday's uh, on the front page of the Pioneer Press. Fascinating story. <laughs> It just shows you what we're up against in this country, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. St. Paul's efforts to provide newborns with college savings accounts are being hampered by a century-old state law that keeps birth records private if the mother is unmarried. College-bound St. Paul enrolled only about 70% of the city's newborns in 2020, the program's inaugural year. They signed up nearly all newborns from legally married parents, but only about 20% of those born to single moms. State Representative Dave Pinto, DFL St. Paul, uh, what did he say? He said that statue is antiquated. It makes it hard to reach families who could benefit the most. And I want to take you to this. This you got to hear this. This is what we're up against. We want to make sure every child should take uh, advantage of this program, he said. If some of these records are not public, it gets difficult to contact the family. In other words, they couldn't find these people to give them the 50 bucks. That's the seed money. All right. So Pinto has sponsored legislation to to change that. Uh, 
pin no sponsored legislation that would have added the program to the list of government agencies that get special access to confidential birth records. It passed with the uh, Minnesota House with DFL support, but failed in the Senate. Uh, Munir Karcher-Ramos. From Diversityville? Yep, director of the city's Office of Financial Empowerment. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to be empowered. Said they'll try again next legislative session when he expects to be joined by other cities looking to start their own children's savings accounts. This isn't the role of the government, but it's becoming the role. Until then, they'll continue to rely on advertising and a long list of nonprofits, government agencies, and community ambassadors to recruit families into the program. Last year, most of the single moms who enrolled were referred by the state's Women, Infants, and Children Nutrition Program. Karcher Ramos, that's Munir, said that if all births were public, the program could auto-enroll every newborn and focus its outreach on getting families to engage with the accounts with wraparound services. Just eight families added their own funds to the low-interest savings accounts last year. Eight. Eight Mm -hmm. families. And only about 7% ever logged on, to the, I suppose, to the website. Oh, my God. So remember how I've always said we keep creating new new job titles that, that can't be yes. measured for success? Yes. Right. How do this you can keep... be measured for success. It's failed miserably. Right. It doesn't work. Failed. Well, and not to work. mention, 50 bucks in college doesn't even buy you a textbook. Well, you, uh, you haven't heard the best part. Oh, boy. There's just, more. Just eight families... Uh, added their own funds to the low-interest savings accounts last year, and only about 7% ever logged on. Although the initial deposit is just $50, the city wants to use the program to steer families toward other services that support financial and physical health, oh, such oh, as vaccines, oh. well baby checkups, and tax help. Stop. Just, stop right there. Uh-huh. They're signing, Such. they're signing you up to be, uh, they want you to belly up to the government teat when you're still an infant. That's what they're doing well, here. Well, I'm, I'm, exactly I'm, right. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm going to get there. Wow. Just putting $50 in a bank and then come back in 18 years and see what happened isn't going to change the world for our kids or for our city, <laughs> Mayor Melvin Carter said uh, in an interview for a first-year evaluation uh, oh. by the University of Michigan. I think it's more oh. about using the $50 as an excuse to build a relationship. They're buying uh, votes is what you're doing, Melvin. Yes, Who are right. you relationship, a relationship. BS. Uh, here's the best part. The program costs just under $500,000. That's oh. nothing, Joe. Dropping the bucket. For administration and outreach in year one. Okay. Another 364000 went to seed and bonus deposits for 3,089 infants. So it costs five hundred grand. To administer a program Boom. that distributed 364 grand. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing we can't do math anymore. Otherwise, the math doesn't mean anything. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Check this on out. Lay it down. They spent a half million dollars to administer a plan. That's salaries for Melvin's buddies and computers sure. and pretend that they are having meetings. They spent 500 grand to distribute 364 grand. <laughs> How can that? We can't win, citizens of America. We can't live and win if the salon is this stupid. That is fantastic. No, it's not. It's a tragedy. (laughs) It's a tragedy. 
but Unbelievable. curb and gutter, shot spotter, and everything else that you guys can't get in that town. We can't get fireworks either. Keep fireworks. Where do you go? Kenny nailed it though, Joe. Kenny absolutely nailed it. It's what's the word we like to use? Indoctrinating. Indo- yeah. Indoctrination. Indoctrination. Um, that's exactly well, what's going well, on here. I didn't I didn't nail it. He actually says it. He's he he says what we're setting up a relationship. I'll do it for you again. Just putting fifty dollars in a bank and then come back in eighteen years and see what happened isn't going to change the world for our kids or for our city. Mayor Melvin Carter said in an interview for a first-year evaluation by the University of Michigan. I don't, let me pause. I don't know what compels the University of Michigan uh, to come in here and study it. They're going to find miserable failure. You don't need the University of Michigan. I'll tell you right now, this doesn't work. But the the quote you're about to read, admission of guilt is what this is. I think it's more about using the $50 as an excuse to build a relationship. Yes, buy votes. That's to build the relationship. He. It's more than buying votes, Matthew. It's having you rely on the government for your very existence. That's right. This is this okay. is the this is the salon believing you should be dependent on them. We know 100%. it's best for you. Mm-hmm. It's it's a tragedy. Uh, it's a it's an affront to uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's this mayor, unqualified as he is. Literally admitting, look, I don't think the 50 bucks is going to do anything to get a kid to college, but it's opened the door for me and we got a relationship. It looks good. Well, send me 50 bucks, Melvin. We'll have a relationship. <laughs> Half a mil to hand out 364K. That's right. Wow. Administration wow. costs. <laughs> what? To what? people that are already working for what the government. What is the administration getting paid? Munir Karcher-Ramos, director of the city's Office of Financial Empowerment. What the hell are they paying him? That's got to be that's got to be a buck and a half. Oh, easily. Well, we went through the list of remember the cabinet member list when we went through the salaries mm-hmm. of all those people's. Because what is he up to? About eighteen now, Joe. Cabinet Good gig if you can get it. Wowzers. One, we're, we're missing one thing here, though, guys. We're missing one thing. They're trying to change the law. To get rid of a woman's privacy. That's well, what we're missing here. Well, yeah. They're changing a law that was meant to protect women and their privacy, and they want to get these names, and they are going to change the law in order to do it. Well, not only that, they're, they want to change the law so they can give out more money. Right. And get everybody hooked on the government right. teat. Oh, my God. This, it, not only is it stupid, it's evil. This is uh, incredible. This is what I call incredible. Well, and again, 50 bucks? Well, all for $50? But Melvin admitted that that, that isn't the point of this. The point of this is what, blatant thievery of votes. But we're building relationships, Joe. Oh. You just don't get it. Rook, I don't want you to give up on this woman, uh, Sanchez Martin. I want you to email her. Okay, I please. will. Please. I will. Well, do it right now while I watch you. So. <laughs> I just remembered what indoctrination is. Oh, what's that, Mr. President? When you're standing in a landmass full of physicians. <laughs> Hold on. It's going to take him a second. Indoctrination. You want the chart from... <laughs> indoctrination. Do you want the chart from the Center for the American Experiment on exactly what's happened uh, to Minneapolis and its policing? Yes. It's very oh, brief. I saw this. It's very brief. I have yes. not seen this yet. Minneapolis Council moves to defund police. 
and establish a holistic public safety force. Okay. That led to Minneapolis violent surges as police officers leave department in droves. That led to Minneapolis City Council alarmed by surge in crime months after voting to defund the police, which led to, with violent crime on the rise in the Minneapolis, City Council asked, where are the police? Which led to some Minneapolis City Council members would like a redo on defunding the police, which has led to Minneapolis to spend $6.4 million to recruit more police officers. And you think you are being well-led? I don't. <laughs> it's, it's indefensible. Right. The best was, I believe, the caption to that piece that Joe just read was, this will never not be funny to me. <laughs> They're so incompetent, they don't even get it. Right. I'm saving it, Christine Sanchez. I got to know what it means to take the whiteness out of writing. Maybe, you know what she's going to tell me? I've been doing it wrong all these years. You have been. been. I've been doing it wrong all wrong. Let me read you something. Right now at maximum load fireworks in Arcadia, Wisconsin. Yeah, we're getting closer. Come on, the fourth coming up. Yeah. Halfway between uh, Wabasha and Winona and into Wisconsin. A free 100-gram fireworks cake, Kenny, with every $100 purchase while supplies last. But I got a great note from uh, Clyde who said, I motored to maximum load yesterday with my daughter and the petting zoo was phenomenal. The animals were gentle and loved being handled because Bert's grandkids work for work them over giving them lots of hugs, even Huxley the Hedgehog. Big ducks quacking, baby ducks swimming in a pool, a cute, docile burrow, baby Holsteins, cheeping and chirping, baby chicks, running guinea hens, bunnies, goats, goats, a workhorse named Honey. You can pull grass by her fence and she'll eat it out of your hand. All animals are waiting for hugs. There's a fairy garden with a wooded trail for the kids. Bert's wife, Darcy, is a warm and generous zoo hostess. I've been recommending maximum load to all my co-workers and looking forward to taking my three-year-old grandson in three weeks. Bert's father-in-law, who tends Huxley and the baby chicks, uh, said uh, Bert had the idea that people would come out to the boonies to buy fireworks if they could pet animals. Well, it's work. Bert's loading dock hmm. holds 14 semi-trailers what? filled with fireworks. Holy cow. He, and no, there's a shortage everywhere. Not at this place. No. Maximum Load's got it. Bert customizes your show based on your display area. A modest showing with some fountains and bottle rockets or a full-blown orchestrated display rivaling the most 25-minute city-sponsored shows. I don't regret the two-hour trip I took to see the animals and meet Bert, Darcy, and Connor and the other helpers at Maximum Load. It's a north of Dodge and just south of Arcadia, Wisconsin. That's MaximumLoadFireworks.com. <laughs> when he says he's ready, he's generally ready. Here's Joe Souchere. Yeah, stop asking me if I'm ready. I'm Are always ready. ready? ready? Get ready. this. My former neighbor is the proud owner of a brand new Liberty Safe purchased from Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Liberty Safe, of course, the best safe ever made. It's a product of the United States, sold in this market uh, by Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Here's the website. 
I bet you can guess, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. He offers full residential and commercial lock and safe services at competitive prices from little compact units that you can throw in the center console of your vehicle all the way up to big, huge ones, even big, huge ones. I talk like Kenny. Uh, and even <laughs> vault doors. Uh, and my old neighbor, he does confirm it. Rich is the man, and Maple Grove Lock and Safe is the best option for buying a safe in Minnesota. If you had, haven't had a chance yet, please do it. Log on to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. That's where you'll meet Rich for the very first time and take that Liberty Safe test. That's going to determine which safe best fits your needs. maplegrovelockandsafe.com. God, I talk like a hillbilly. Jeez. Well, I'm the linguistic justice minister, and I find it terribly problematic. <laughs> so do I, Mr. Marshall. See, on Friday, I took what I wanted to be and thought would be a leisurely drive to a rural post office. I'm not going to tell you the name because I, I, it's a secret of mine. Oh. It's out in Washington Weird. County. But that, I know I can go there. That's not weird at all, Such. That's I, I, no, 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 no. That's, well, that's, let me, just a minute. Now, I had to get the new Yogi Berra stamps. Got my attention. And I got some soldier stamps, And uh, but I go there because no one's ever there. I want to tell you something. The drive out there to get my stamps mm-hmm. was frightening. Oh, my God. What? Uh, oh, it was bumpy? I mean, eastbound 94. People are driving like ga- gas is 12 cents a gallon. It's just incredibly. Rook. Okay. Rook. Okay. Rook. Yeah. By, rural, by rural area, Rook, does he mean like uh, Woodbury? Lake Elmo, yeah. No, it's yes. not Woodbury. Lake yes. Elmo. Lake yeah. Yeah. Okay, rural now Lake the Elmo. secret's out. Yeah. Okay, but. <laughs> Jeez, thanks a lot, Rook. Dude, you are a goofball, man. But here's the deal. I, I Took the baby Ferrari, man. It's great. I wanted to mock you for going to. Uh, uh, I'm going to go see a post office man and get some postal acquisitions. I did want to do that, but I'm. We drove to Lake Elmo Preserve. There's a. I know where a, it is. I drove by it on this drive. Yes, I noticed when we went there. I think Friday or Saturday, whatever it was. I might have run into you. It was Friday. People were driving crazy, Mania, m- maniacally. Maniacally, I. I you're you're ruining my mockery because I want to go after you, but I that observation is 100% accurate. It's as if people have forgotten how to drive properly. Try well, doing rush hour, but what around here? We're, gas is over three bucks a gallon. Yeah, they're driving like it's ten cents a gallon. So uh, Lake Elmo, that's too far for you to go. That's too rural for you. You had to go to Lake he's, Elmo. He's out there at that point. Here's he's... my here's my Americana for the day, and this is why I was so crabby. Every time you worked with me back when we were in radio, especially on Monday, because all the cityots put the foot to the floor on Sunday afternoon and speed the hell out of the country and go back to the city. And when all you clowns leave, we all go, ah. and wait, 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 we resume wait. our pace, we get on the old pontoon, we float around on the lake, we go fishing, we ride bicycle down the middle of the street, and we resume living until... Friday afternoon, when you all come filing back, doing 90 miles an hour in a 70, and 60 in a 30, and we have to deal with you all week. Um, Your Honor, point point of clarification, Your Honor, point of clarification. Kenny just said back when he was crabby. 
Yeah, yeah by the what, way. Yeah, what changed? Okay. He also said, we, we ride bicycle down the middle of the street. <laughs> yes, we do. That's we like do. when people say, I drive truck. Yeah, I drive truck. <laughs> I do drive truck. Yeah. Um, and what and are, I shoot deers. <laughs> what are those people doing, the cityots, that go up on Friday and come back on Sunday? There's two words. What What are they trying to I do? I can tell you. Oh, oh. What? Go ahead, Joe. They're, the minute they arrive, they are preparing to return home. To do what? Beat Beat traffic. the traffic. Yeah. Yes. Beat traffic. What time do we oh, leave God. is the greatest question up there. <laughs> yes. You know, did we do this conversation on the air? We might have done it off the air where we talked about owning a place up north. Yeah, that was all off you the do, air. Yeah. All you do, and Royce said, has said this many, many times on the air, all you do from the second you get there until the second you leave is work your ass That's right. off. That's right. I've seen it myself. Got to cut the grass. Got to. Mm. Well, listen to this guy. I First sent her an email, by the way. She has an wonderful email. invite for the show. First of all, how are you? Uh, this is from uh, John. Oh, he's the uh, GL service dog trainer. We've met John. Makes a killer salsa. Yep. First of all, how are you? Enjoying your Canadians. Now that the Habs have defeated the hated Vegas Knights and are heading back to the finals, go Habs. I caught up on my podcast for the week this afternoon and am, am, and am in desperate need of a ruling and possibly, possibly some mayoral advice. Last November, my, my wife and I, like Kenny, decided to move away from the country's tallest buildings and move north of the metro. We bought a new house on an acre of land. On our new lot, we have a total of one tree, a 10-foot maple. My question is, are we suffering from a tree inequity? We are both white, and according to what you read Wednesday, it sounds like we might be in the wrong neighborhood. Mm. What, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> we are planning, planning on planting more trees soon, but now we're not sure how many we should plant. I look forward to any advice either you or the dum-dums can provide. Hail the flashlight king. Well, uh, you are suffering from tree inequity. You are in yes. the wrong neighborhood. Yes. One maple? I mean, you're a white guy. You should have a lot of trees. Right. You know, that's un- <laughs> exactly. that's unfair that you don't have any trees. Right. <laughs> if you were a black guy who just bought that house, well, you got on. nothing to complain about because black people aren't allowed to have trees. Or houses, apparently. Oh, yeah. I read that today, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, today's listener email regarding whale oil brought back great memories of my college days. Pause here to let the dum-dums get the jokes out of their system. My mouth is locked. I'm good. I graduated from MIT in the mid-90s with a degree in aeronautics and astronautics, salon speak for aerospace engineering. One day, several students and I were being shown around the gas turbine laboratory by one of our professors, and I picked up on the overpowering scent of cloves. When I asked the professor about it, he explained that one of the current experiments needed an oil with a very specific set of properties, and the oil they found that was closest to what was required was, in fact, clove oil, similar to how whale oil fit the bill for protecting transmissions. He seemed strangely impressed that I recognized the scent, which I found odd. Cloves are not an uncommon spice to start with, but in those days, clove cigarettes were all the rage. The scent of cloves permeated most other areas of the campus. I uh, typed this wearing my Joe in 08 t-shirt, the prize for my wife and I winning Love in a Hardware Store at the State Fair many years ago. Thanks for keeping me informed and entertained for many years. Tom in East Union, practically in Reaver's backyard. Uh, And he said, uh, huh? Well, is there a place out your way, Reavers, called East Union? Oh, yeah. It's a a city just 
south of Carver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You going out east? You going to the Union? I'm going to hit that hit up hit the, the Union. Union? Yeah. That's where we have to slow down to 35 when we go blazing through there. Oh, it's like going down uh, 61 <laughs> or whatever to yeah. Welch Village where you yeah. got to P.S. Please work on getting some sponsors in the Southwest Metro. I, I can agree. buy seafoam anywhere, and I can order from DK Mags by mail. I even bought a safe for Maple Grove Lock and Safe last year, knowing Rich would eventually become a sponsor. But Grunhoffers <laughs> is a bit of haul from here. Gas is getting expensive. Give me more options. Grunhoffers is worth the haul. It's worth the haul, Tom, in East Union. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. He wanted more advertisers where? Southwest Metro. <laughs> Southwest Transit, hop on board. I don't ride the bus, but but if if I I did, did, get up to uh, uh, Tom. Get up to uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. It's right on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Especially this week, can you imagine? Oh, can you imagine the uh, clamoring that's going to be taking place at? Spencer's place for the Fourth of July weekend. You better the brats, get there early, the bro. The burgers, the yeah, steaks. Yeah, this is the week. The Wagyu steaks, the Wagyu burgers, the brats, uh, all the jerky treats you could buy for the car ride up to the cabin where you're headed. This is a serious holiday. It's not to be messed with. This is no weekend to try anything new. Yeah. You need to go tried and true what you know Bring from a cooler with ice. So yep. no trifling. No, no trifling no, no, this weekend. No, no. You, you're going to be doing some professional grilling yes. with the best products in the Smoking. world. Yep. So bring a cooler of ice to load up uh, for your trip. With the kids screaming in the station wagon and the whole deal. And uh, you'll be happy once you get there because you will have a load of Grunhoffers uh, to look forward to. We're going to be back with Americana. So uh, have you been to Sodi's yet? The only way to make a great day better is to put a flame to a great cigar. And Sodi Cigar and Pipe in Stillwater, it's the place to stock up a wide variety of cigars with a wonderful smoking lounge, completely separated, by the way, from the purchasing area, so you don't have to deal with prying eyes. They've got a great state-of-the-art ventilation system there. And the guys at Sodi's, they've got the knowledge to pick out exactly what's right for you frequent customers. They usually sign up for this special membership deal. That's where you receive a personal cigar locker and a 15% discount on all store merchandise. They're located right off Highway 36 on Osgood Avenue in Stillwater. It's the last light before you head over the bridge. Hang a right on Osgood, and there's Sodi's Pipe and Cigar right there on your right. You can also find them at SodiCigars.com. Truth, Justice, and the Souchere. Remember last week I asked you guys to, uh, for our own sanity's sake, to document examples of Americana. Yes. Yes. And you you failed me miserably. You no, we did You haven't come not. up with anything. You haven't really contributed. But That's the, what we but do, the, Joe. But, but, the <laughs> listeners, but the listeners have not failed me. No. Because they're GLers. No, way to go, sheep. Uh, <laughs> under our direction. <laughs> Dave and Sick Sa- of fans. <laughs> Dave and St. Paul Park. Here's one to add to the list. Yesterday on my way to work, I saw a guy riding a motorcycle with the old school style turtle shelf helmet on and a big old stogie hanging out of his mouth. I'm not a smoker and I'm unfamiliar with cigar protocol, but I thought it was quite odd that he was burning one at 6 a.m. Maybe oh. Kenny could ask the guys at Sodi's. Either way, it looked pretty badass. Good luck. All right. Okay. Uh, I listened to the podcast while doing my five-mile early morning, it's 90 degrees in Scottsdale at 5 a.m., walks. 
I grew up in Halleck, Minnesota, the most northwest county seat in Minnesota, and have long ago taken to describing where I lived as 80 miles south of Winnipeg because it saves a lot of geographical confusion. Today you told of seeing young golfers heading, apparently without screens, to recreate, to recreate, and it brought me back to a year in the air B&B, a friend of mine and I rented on the banks of two rivers in Halleck. We escaped the Arizona heat for five weeks in July and uh, from a 10 by 10 patio slab. I can't read this one. It's too... I like recreation. I'll set the same then. Could you please recreate the magic? Uh, Mayor is a regular listener when we lived in Minnesota from 2000 to 2008 when my family and I moved to Wisconsin, although I currently live in the town of Exonia and serve a church in the town of Oconomowoc. Uh, I was wondering if Gumption County needs a resident clergyman. I am willing to serve in this capacity if you feel it necessary. Hail the flashlight king, the Reverend Daniel Schmidt. Nice. Yeah, do you know sure. What, That's Americana. Join us. Do you us. know what you just did, Such? Huh? This guy has probably been listening to you since you first cracked a microphone in the late 70s. He finally writes in an email. Yeah. You get two lines into it, and you give up. Let's try it again. You, no. You just kicked him in the crotch, What that Joe. guy just experiences is what Joe does to us every, every day. day. Welcome <laughs> to the club, pal. <laughs> you know, you know, Kenny, Kenny's probably right. Let me give it another go. Here we go. Joe, I listened to your podcast while doing my five-mile early morning, it's 90 degrees in Scottsdale at 5 a.m., walks. I grew up in Halleck, Minnesota, the most northwest county seat in Minnesota, and have long ago taken to describing where I lived as 80 miles south of Winnipeg. It saves confusion. Today you told of seeing young golfers heading, apparently without screens, meaning a computer, I guess he means, to recreate, and it brought me back a year to an Airbnb a friend of mine and I rented on the banks of the of the Two River in Halleck. Two rivers. We escaped the Arizona heat for five weeks in July. I think this guy got heat stroke. We escaped the... Uh, <laughs> He's writing in his own style. Yeah. He's writing the way This he is speaks. too white, man. See, you're too, no, you're too white. white. You're white. too white. Scottsdale golf. We escaped the Arizona heat for five weeks in July and August. From a 10 by 10 patio slab, we spent parts of many afternoons watching the antics of seven neighborhood boys aged 7 to 13 as they Tom Sawyered their days away uh, in uh, pursuits with all the common element of the infinitely fine and gray bank mud. Sorry, Bill. I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm giving it two two times now. Two timer. That's from uh, that's from Mark. That's it. That I'm, was I'm, the I'm, end? I'm not going to keep going. Oh, oh, you. All oh. right. Tom Sawyer their ways infinitely without resorting to arbitration for moms. And I'm each day, everyone this. learned to become men and more importantly, citizens. We never interviewed, and they approached us only once. And that afternoon, the job was catching minnows. And the outcome was so outrageously successful that they just had to do some bragging. I don't know if these kids will be below our on? patio. Did he send it from the home? <laughs> push through. Push through. This is good. Uh, I can, uh, he's putting me right there, Joe. I'm I don't him. know if Americana. these... Don't interrupt. I don't know if these kids will be below our patio observation point in August when we return to cool off and reunite with a few of those kids' grandparents, but I suspect that if one has graduated to a summer job, his mentoring will have been adequate. It's been 60 years since I rafted the Two River. I think it's a ray of hope that someone still does. Can Mark, no relation to Kenny Olson. Thank Ooh. you. Thank See, you. that was Americana. That was beautiful. Thank you, Mark. Joe and gang, on Saturday, I get to participate in an example of Americana every Minnesotan can relate to. 
In fact, I probably should refer to it as Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesotana. Just give up and go to the next one. I have nine brothers and sisters, and every year we packed into the country squire and headed to Big Sandy Lake. My brothers and sisters have kept up the tradition in the Alexandria area, but since moving to Dallas 18 years ago, I have not been able to participate very often. This year, I'm planning to head to the lake. I think this fits your definition. Uh, Incidentally, my mom's best friend was the mother of your friend and mine, South St. Paul Mayor Jimmy Francis. Mary and Kay are my godparents. As you know, the Francis's have 11 kids. Mm -hmm. We lived across the alley from them, and it was a mob scene because that's 20 kids uh, in our neighborhood with 21 of us. Uh, No, I missed the math there. It's 21 of us running around. Hold on. There's 10 more like Jimmy? Yeah, Yeah, there's a whole football team. Whoa. We jumped on our bikes at dawn and came home when the sun went down. Unfortunately, this might be an example of Americana that is dead on the vine. Mr. President, in your time as uh, the sitting president, did you ever travel to Minnesotana? Minnesotana is very uh, west and north and south and east. A lot of white people up there, huh, Prez? Yeah, a lot of whiteies. I have enjoyed your slices of Americana and recently noticed one of my own. This past Saturday evening, my 13-year-old daughter was waiting with nervous excitement to get picked up for her first paid babysitting job. Nice. I so vividly remember that feeling, and it made me smile to see her rush out the door when the car pulled up. That's from Molly Lee. That's a cool memory. I remember when you had a a kid that you used to have got her first um, dog-sitting job. And you said, uh, and my daughter, she's in the uh, the pet care industry. She's in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> she's watching the neighbor's dog. Uh, Dave from Alexandria wants me to know that he always has a baseball game on when he's working around the yard as an example of America, uh, Americana. Nice. And Carrie Moran, our friend Carrie, writes, Yesterday my family and I went to Waconia for a town ball game. Yeah! Joe, you've been searching for Americana. Well, we saw a lot of it. I can't tell you how nice it was to watch a fast-paced ball game, drink a cold, cheap beer, sit in the stands with happy people, and teach my three-year-old son the true game of baseball. I think we'll skip Target Field this year and head back to Waconia for more ball games. America is still happening in places like Waconia, and that brings me joy. Happy Independence Day week, fellas. That's a neat uh, ballpark, too, in Waconia. Gary, uh, Gary obviously didn't uh, go for, far enough out in the country because I was at a town ball game a couple of days ago, and I, I watched a, uh, a meth deal go down. Oh, really? uh, <laughs> wonderful. Thank you for providing that during my Americana segment. That's, is, well, is Americanada, Americana, like Minnesotana? Yesterday, I finished mowing and, per a common habit, took a bike ride around my neighborhood. All in the span of about 30 minutes, I saw four different houses with garage doors up and guys, and either guys or husband and wife sitting in lawn chairs with beers and glasses of wine. A guy driving a small rented bobcat into his backyard for landscaping with his young son in his lap and hands on the controls. And a small neighborhood bus stop in which the residents on the street built their own wooden bench and flower boxes for the stop. Americana pushing back every day. Scott Matura out in uh, Montana. Hmm. And uh, finally, uh, Joe, your story of giving money to people on the corner in their need uh, for a good story reminded me of a recent encounter. 
My work takes me to various cities around the country. I carry packets of two $1 bills folded together in various pockets. That way, if I choose to donate, I don't have to dig out my wallet on the sidewalk of Chicago. I believe that creativity and effort should be rewarded. Let me stop right there. So do I. Okay. If a guy's playing the saxophone on the corner of Victoria and Grand and it's 90 degrees and he's pretty good on the horn, he's getting money. Okay. Uh, if a guy's cleaning up the corner where he's panhandling, picking up the litter and putting it in a plastic bag, he's getting money. In South St. Paul, this was two weeks ago, there were two young kids, teenagers, and they had a gas can and they had a lawnmower. Yeah. And they were going up the street, door to door, asking if they could mow your lawn for money. Yeah. So they came to mind. Eat it. Get no, out of here. I, no, I didn't. They came up to me, and I said, no, I've got kids that mow, and it didn't need mowing. It had just been mowed. Yeah. But you know what? I gave them each $5. I said, this is for effort. You kids that's are... That's more than your lead investor has ever been well, paid. I don't, I don't well, believe on, one buy, word. Come on, No, I can... Not, rookie, not that's one true. word of that story Listen, is uh, true. It is None because was Gabe was furious that I gave them money. Hmm. And I said, I'm Why? rewarding their effort. They're okay. going up. That's America. There's your Americana. Right. Okay. I'm I believe. In. I believe. I'm, in. I'm done for the week. I believe that creativity and effort should be rewarded. So I will donate to those people, but not to the people who just shake their cup in my face. My favorite encounter ever was on Michigan Avenue in Chicago. The guy was sitting on the sidewalk with a ukulele and a large sign that read, Family killed by pigeons need money for shotgun. I laughed. <laughs> I laughed, and we talked, and I gave him a little something extra for the effort. Be well. Thanks for the show, and good luck, Jeff in Rochester. Family killed by pigeons need, need money, money for, for a shotgun. shotgun. That guy's getting money. Yeah. That guy's getting He's money. getting a buck. Can I give you one really quick one? Yeah. Uh, you uh, mentioned you know, town baseball. Oh, quick to you is not, fairly a relative term. Yeah, it re- really is. Yesterday, we inducted our coach into the Faribault Baseball Hall of Fame. Three of his fellow World War II buddies Flew into town Ooh, from different states that's big. just to be there. That was really that's cool. A town box story I will accept. Yeah. We had an uncle. Well, my mom's sister's husband. Would that be my uncle? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Like Uncle Jimmy. Yep. <laughs> but not. Every maybe I don't know if it was every year. Hey, look at the look at the look at the monitor. He's up there, Roycey. <laughs> what? He's point, he Kenny's pointing to his watch. Oh. His watch. <laughs> I told you the other, never mind about my uncle, but yeah. every once in a while he would Good race guy. off to the airport because some World War II guy was in town. Oh, and they had okay. to touch base. Good story. Uh, I told you I went to Lake Elmo the other day. I did it in my uh, my Fiat that I got from Schmel's Countryside. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, I wish you could have gotten one, but unfortunately they don't make them anymore, oh. but they still make the Volkswagens, other Fiats, and Alfa Romeo. Zero percent. For 60 months now on all new Volkswagens at Schmelz Countryside on Highway 36 and 61 in Maplewood, the new Volkswagen Taos is in stock. It's an all-new SUV that is slightly smaller than the Tiguan and loaded with technology. The ID4s are available. And uh, again, Fiat 500Xs, the Alfa Romeos. This is a multi-generational family. It's where I shop, have shopped, and will continue to. Uh, and you can find out much more at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, and SchmelzFiat.com. Only! Mm-hmm. You found it? But I had to look them up, Tom uh, Lyman, uh, from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa. Yep. Because for some reason now the emails have stopped again. Yes. We've been going along swimmingly for a year or what more. What the hell? I don't know what happens. 
You going to do something here? This day in, this in 1849, on this day. Okay. Thank you. This is June 28th. Amherst Willoughby began a stagecoach service between St. Paul and St. Anthony. And on this day in 1862, St. Paul Mayor John Prince joined the crowd on the first train trip from St. Paul to Minneapolis. Big news. <laughs> Big news today. The railroad to St. Paul and Pacific. It's like, a, it's like two miles. Big would eventually deal. become part of the Great Northern Railway. Yeah, Kenny, why didn't they just walk? Jeez. In St. Paul to St. Anthony. <laughs> In 1880, on this day, hell? see that? Right there. <laughs> I do see that. You got that I one. I do see you that. Got that one. Dr. H, on this day in 1880, mm-hmm. June 28th, right. Dr. H.S. Tanner of Minneapolis began a 40 day fast in New York in an effort to prove his theory that neither the human stomach nor food is, is, is required in order to sustain life. He, that go? Re- he resided in a room in Clarendon Hall that had been carefully searched for any morsel. Dropping 50 pounds and shrinking two inches, he makes it to the end, breaking his fast on a meal of milk and watermelon. Dr. Tanner moved to California and died in 1919 at the age of 87. Hmm. You, you, you would never subscribe to that theory, would you? Ron? No, no absolutely would not. Make it. Not. Would you make good. it 40 hours? No. No. Hell no. No, I would <laughs> no, not make 40 it 40 minutes. minutes. Right. Hey, by the way, I saw this post. 26 years ago today was uh, Jody Husentrude. Really? Isn't that Man, hard to believe that was that happened? long ago already? Yeah. 26 yeah, years. That's really, I wish I wish that, for her family, I wish they could find closure. You want yeah. closure, don't you? Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Thank you, GLers. Hey, how about that? Yeah. Brooke, what do you got over there? Well, I got a fun-filled Monday because I'm going to go to PodMN on my smartphone, and I can find all sorts of Minnesota-themed or born-in-Minnesota podcasts that I can listen to. PodMN on your smartphone with the app, or you can go to PodMN.com. you got everything right there. While you're online, I want you to subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. Yes, we have a YouTube channel where you can see clips, etc., and funny good stuff. It's all at garagelogic.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Joe? One more, Joe. I'm enjoying your Americana stories. As fate would have it, the day before you began this segment, something happened during an evening bike ride that I plan to share with you. Want to take that down a little, the tunes? On my regular walking, biking path through my Mendota Heights neighborhood, there's a home with a trampoline in the backyard that clearly serves as a clubhouse for several neighborhood kids. As I biked past, I noticed a gaggle of urchins in the clubhouse. An additional child, a girl of 10 years old or so, pulled up on her bike. One of the kids yelled at her from the trampoline, Hurry up! We're about to play cops and robbers! I'm counting it as a ray of hope that the kid didn't refer to it as unarmed domestic situation diffusers and oppressed protected wow. class. Good luck, Tom from St. Paul. Hail you! Hey, nice. Hey, you right there. Is that Can it? I do that again? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Is it? Uh, is it party week? It's yeah. no. It's work week. No, it's a work week. No, no. This is going to work. On, full on. Full on, bro. It starts tonight. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 on. Um. What do you, what's the drinking song? Gargle, gargle, yeah. gargle, gargle, gargle. That's kind of gurgling. Glug, glug. I'm looking for glug, glug. Anybody in the glug, glug club this week? Yep, right here. I am looking good today, and I did not shave my hair. Pat thought I he came in and thought I really shaved my head. Oh my goodness. I did not go bald. You can check it all out on Twitter or Instagram or Garage Logic Facebook. I don't know, it's all over there. Yeah, it's, it's you can find it. You'll find it. Rookie bald. Not today, bruh. 
Damn, looking good. <laughs>